0: On Good Friday, the homilist doesn't have to say much. The liturgy, the scripture, the story, they speak for themselves. This is a rich yet disquieting service as we contemplate the self-giving cost of great love. Here we're reminded of a good man, a holy man, an innocent man, who is willing to stare down evil, absorb the blows for us, and trust God for the outcome. On Good Friday, we don't reenact Jesus' death. He died once for us all and won our victory over death in that sacrifice. But rather, on this day, we do take the time to enter deeply into the mystery of our Lord's passion, remembering in the now his betrayal, the mockery of a trial, the abandonment by his friends, his agonizing crucifixion on the cross, and his real death. We should allow ourselves to take that in. Jesus, king of angels, sacrificed for us. Sometimes I glimpse it and can scarcely register the injustice and complicity of humankind. And yet we call this day Good Friday because something very important happened as Jesus handed his life over to his father's care. For clarity's sake, the Reverend Fleming Rutledge, a renowned Episcopal priest and author, helps me to grasp the depth of Jesus' passion when she says, the crucifixion is God's new creative act, his great reclamation project that is even greater than the creation itself. On that good day, God acted. Plus, she goes on to remind us that Christianity is the only religion that has as its central focus the degradation and suffering of its God. Imagine God stumbling by, bleeding, carrying his own cross. But more than anything, it matters for us that Jesus understands what it is to suffer as we suffer. Not only has he experienced physical and emotional pain, but as Isaiah foretold, this suffering servant has surely borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. He was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him, the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises, we are healed. And for us right now, As we enter into this world's tailspin of coronavirus, a contagion that invisibly gets you, steals your breath, and can kill you, I'm grateful beyond words for a God who carries our diseases, willingly enters into our suffering with us. This vulnerable God, this scandalous God, is the one for me. I'm reminded of how lucky I was to have had the opportunity to go to Colmar, France and see Matthias Grunewald's Eisheim altarpiece. In this huge painting from the 16th century, Jesus is not only hanging on the cross in great pain, but he's depicted with pox marks all over his body. During the plague, looking upon the Lord's obvious physical suffering, this painting offered the sick a point of identification and comfort. It could even bring healing as they suffered alongside Christ's suffering. Gazing upon their Lord, they were not forsaken, but rather accompanied, understood, transformed. Our church family has not yet suffered any losses of this current plague, but I suspect we will. Day after day, as we watch the news, we see how bad and scary this contagion is? Who would have dreamed that Central Park would become a hospital complex and that healthcare professionals across the country would be scared to go to work or even to go home for fear of spreading the disease and catching it themselves? As diligent as we all try to be, this coronavirus is no respecter of persons. It can happen to anyone. Part of the gift of this Particular Good Friday is that many of us have now actually considered our own mortality, even the possibility that we or those we love more than life could die alone. And every step of this journey, no matter how it goes down for us, Jesus is with us in all of it in our fear, in our waiting, in our financial worries, in all the new ways that we carry out our responsibilities to serve the greater good. Good Friday is our invitation, especially this year, to meditate on the extraordinary grace of Jesus, who was willing to lay down his life for all of us. Allow the words of the hymn, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord, to get personal. Go there with him. He suffered and died for you, for us. On this holy day, get quiet and gaze at a picture of our crucified Lord, offering him your heartfelt antiphon of the stations. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Be vulnerable with him. Perhaps More than ever before, this Good Friday offers us the space to really draw into Jesus' healing and redeeming presence. Most of you have some time on your hands in this next 30-plus days of our stay-at-home retreat. I highly recommend that you take the time to watch the movie of Gods and Men. I won't say too much, but it's a story of eight Cistercian monks from France who served in the Algerian mountains in the 1990s before they were kidnapped by Islamist terrorists in 1996. As life got dangerous, each of the monks had to discern for themselves if they would go home or if they were willing to stay in solidarity with the community that they served and most likely have to lay down their life for them. They have their own last supper of sorts with Swan Lake in the background, That was an amazing part. But the part that means so much to me is the monk agonizing in his private prayer, crying out and touching the painting of the suffering Christ. That is where he ultimately finds the freedom and the courage to fully offer himself and stay with his brothers. We too can draw strength and courage from the suffering with us Christ. Good Friday is good only because we witness to the fact that love is stronger than death. In the end, the cross proves that our Lord will be with us in our dying and in our rising.